Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is Sassin Nash with your illustrious, delightful, and badass hosts here, Kim and Alex. I'm Kim. And I'm Alex. <laughs> Welcome to Sassin Nash coming to you live from Kumeyaay Territory. Today's discussion is a really important one. And I hope you all will gather around and you'll listen and you'll open your hearts and your minds to our conversation today, which is Alex. Well, February is Disability Awareness Month, and it's very important to bring more awareness to disabilities and different abilities. And this month, we really wanted to, I wanted especially to talk about accommodations that we allow for people, whether you see the disability or not, it exists. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, listeners. So Alex, this month is, so this is really interesting because um, I, I like to think that I have a pretty diverse social media platform, like, like in terms of like what I see in my feed. And it's interesting that I'm like, wait, what? It's Disability Awareness Month? What do you mean? <laughs> So I think that that's perfect for the topic. So, um, so yeah, let's, I'm really interested in this conversation and um, I would love to hear what was on your mind that prompted this today. Well, I have a lot of things going on in my life right now. Um, and all of, all of them this month have really touched my nerve, um, especially on the Disabilities Awareness Month, because um, I have a nephew, one of my oldest nephew. Uh, he is currently in the hospital with COVID. Now, my nephew is a resident at um, at a, a home, and. Um, so he is, he is special needs and the entire home has come down with COVID. And that is really alarming to me because family members have not been able to visit because they were like, oh, you know, COVID, COVID. And so there hasn't been any visitation. And now he's in the hospital, obviously in the ICU and there's no visitation. So my biggest concern is, is he getting the best healthcare? And, and he's intubated right now. And I'm, it really, really hurts because the problem is a lot of people don't realize that if you are disabled and you have special needs and you are not able to be as vocal as somebody who can advocate for themselves, your treatment goes mm. down, your, your mortality rate goes up. And I'm really scared. I'm, I don't understand why we have this valuation system of human life. And um, it, it's just really, I've, I've had this, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little, I'm getting a little um, upset, but it's just, I worry about him and everybody else who, is disabled 
and isn't able to advocate for themselves in the best way possible. And I, I worry about, you know, not enough beds, not enough oxygen and whatnot. And so, so I've got that in my life in one extreme. And then in another extreme, I have a friend who has ADHD. And while, you know, all limbs and everything are there, it is a different kind of disability that shouldn't be made light of. And unfortunately, it has been made light of by her employer, who will not grant her accommodations. Her accommodation as an ADHD is that she need she needs processes written down so that she can follow. She and and the boss is really being being difficult because boss is like, what are you stupid? And just bringing all this onslaught of harassment in emails, harassments in, you know, cutting, very cutting language, making fun of how somebody's brain is just differently wired. I don't understand why the accommodation of having a simple process sheet should be so difficult, but yet so many people suffer from mental disabilities and me different, differently wired brains mm -hmm. that if, you, if we can be a little more humane in the way we approach, well, what can I do? Can I get you a different chair? Can I get you this written in process? Are you a visual learner? Are you auditory? All of that, even, even having things it's, it, sorry, it just gets me very upset that when we look at our employees, when we look at our friends, what can we do to be better people to say, how can we do this in a better way so that you are served and so that I am served too, so we can mutually elevate our work rather than you know, really just shitting on somebody because they're not able to see as well or they're not able to think in your linear manner. Mm -hmm. So disabilities come in all shapes and forms. And if you see somebody is having difficulty, have the difficult conversation of how can I can how can we make this more accessible for you? Because more times than not, it's about accessibility. It's not about someone's being awful or somebody's not showing up if somebody's not showing up maybe you need to ask is there anything we can do to to help you it can, sometimes it can be as simple as making sure you have ramps in your in your work or you have pads where people can stand for long periods of time if it's a standing job mm -hmm. it's just Right. So Alex, so, so I just want to acknowledge like your vulnerability and your emotion with that, because, um, this is like, this is, this is, this is what's missing is this level of humanity and connection and compassion for other people. And, um, it, it's like, you know, as, as I was listening, you know, cause I'm thinking about just different things, different things were coming up for me as I was listening to what you were saying. And, and it's like, I, one of the things I was thinking about is wasn't that long ago when we were talking about diversity and inclusion, like literally not, it was like, literally like, it seems like last week when we were talking about diversity and inclusion, it, we had to have this approach and have this conversation, but we're not talking about special rights. We're just talking about what is afforded everybody else. And that you reminded me of that here is that 
you know, when, when we're talking about accommodations for someone who has a disability, um, we're not talking about doing something special for them. We're talking about giving them what they need to do what they're, what they need to do. Right. So these examples that you gave, um, you know, like, like the, your friend who needs a written process, I'm sitting here and I'm just like, why isn't that actually like a standardized thing for employees? Shouldn't processes be written down so that anybody could access and understand what I mean? It's like, but that's just me. I don't, I don't know. That's just me. But you know, and I, and when you talk about accommodation for people, this is like that supremacy. Yeah. Um, it's like that supremacy and privilege and that it's like, why should I do X for that person? What, you know, they should just work harder or can't they deal with it? And that's because like, just like all of these other others that we have, disabled people are others and we don't have to think about them in our sphere of circle, right? That's our, that's our privileges as able-bodied people. And so we think of this in terms of this hierarchy and this value, which is I have to do something special for that person and why should I? And it's really kind of ugly. And, 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 you know, some of it is intended to just some, we just have asshole people out there that just don't give two shits. I'd like to believe that the majority of it is literally just ignorance and a lack of awareness, you know, and I, we need to do better. We need to do better on so many levels. On a national level right now, Texas is has been going through these, these huge storms. There are people without electricity, without water, if things are freezing. And, you know, there's their, their leadership is going on vacation to Mexico. <laughs> They're going to seek a better life across the border for their families. The what? But I mean, who's taking care of checking in on all of those people who are on a wheelchair or need a ventilator or any other? I mean, this is critical, critical stuff. You, you know, I, I can we, yeah, I would love us to talk about Texas for a second. I don't think people realize how bad it is. So imagine that you have, I mean, these are sub-zero temperatures and you have to understand that in Texas, I mean, they literally have never had to think about preparing for winter, right? So literally the houses don't have insulation. I mean, like, like, and this isn't like, this isn't a political thing. It's like, this is like, this is what makes sense for Texas. Cause we don't need this shit. So we're not going to have it. Well, here we are. Add to that now, we have a small group of politicians in Texas and a small group of people who wanted to make fucking money off of the infrastructure and they didn't want to have shit regulated. So we have like this whole independent infrastructure power grid down in there in Texas that is completely fucked because none of it was winterized and none of it was prepared and nobody wants to spend money to upgrade it. Okay, so, so that's like where we are. But I just want you to visualize for a second here. So we have people, by the way, Places in the cities that have power and electricity pretty consistently, guess who lives there? I'm gonna let y'all do your own homework on that. I digress. Nobody has power. 
Nobody has heat. Nobody has water. So people are doing what they need to do. I mean, so we have like literally modern day folks out there living like the fucking settlers on the wild. And so they're doing really dangerous things in their house, like bringing their gas grills inside to cook and to heat with. So imagine you're an apartment building and one of your small candles that is your light and your warmth catches on fire and you get the fire department there, but you are standing there with the entire battalion watching your entire apartment building burn to the ground because there is no water to put it out. Imagine someone gets hurt in the fire, they're severely, severely burned. There's no hospital to send them to because the hospitals don't have power. They're running only on generator. And at this point they're running out and they don't have running water. I mean, this is literally the situation in Texas. Survival of the fittest or it is, richest. It's survival of the fittest or richest. And it's disgusting. And this is, I have a special message to fellow liberals and lefties. This bullshit that I'm seeing on fucking social media where y'all are out there going, <laughs> karma, Texas, and you're laughing and you're thinking this shit is funny. You remember when we had California wildfire fires here and we had the mega idiots out there and all the Trumpster dumpster assholes thinking this was all funny. Remember how we responded to that? Well, here we are. This is our chance motherfuckers to like step up. We, we demand that things are different from the last administration. Guess what? We have to be different. The people who are suffering in Texas are our relatives and they are like us. And it doesn't matter who they voted with because we're not talking about some Karen in the CVS calling a fellow shopper the N-word. We're talking about somebody's life here. You want, you want things to be different, you be different. And let me just tell you something else. The people who created this mess, they're not fucking suffering. You can be mad at them if you want. You can be mad, you can rage, you can go, you can call Ted Cruz's fucking office hotline and demand his resignation. But this bullshit, this bullshit, you no, I'm calling, I'm calling people like me out for your bullshit online. You stop it. You stop this right now. And while you're at it, donate some fucking money to mutual aid funds. Start with the Cajun army. They're running interference out there to get supplies, not just in Texas, but the other states that are also being impacted by these winter storms. So not only shut up, but put your money out there. I'm done. Thank you very much. Sorry, I just went off. It's like I'm just mad because because the bottom line is Alex is is everybody's suffering. And there are people that we aren't even thinking of that are bearing the entire brunt of this. The elderly people, disabled people. And children. And children. And fathers. I mean, yeah. No, it's 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 not right. It's not right and i'm tired of people really can you imagine a hundred years from now people looking back at us and thinking what complete heathens take not taking care of what is considered the least of us we haven't involved who are we kidding this is disgusting so my my request of our listeners is consider who in your circle is differently abled and you know it can be visual or it can just be mental but 
what can you do to help help their access to to resources help their access to employment help their access to just life joy and the pursuit of happiness <laughs> because everybody every one of us has somebody in our life who doesn't have equal access and that that for me is is just awful every time i have a a yoga class and i have i always have differently abled people and i deeply appreciate everybody coming in as they are i don't look for i don't look for the instagram models to be doing gymnastics with me what i'm looking for is us to be a community in all our different abilities and disabilities and i think that's huge part of wanting to be inclusive in our practice in our life and showing up in life and allowing everybody to come to the table i am tired of teachers saying well you know if you're not fit enough you can't come or you know if you can't put your head up your butt then you can't come whatever it is my only prerequisite is that you be able to take an in breath and out breath to come to my class and i take that seriously and you know what all of us could slow down a little bit sometimes and really access the different parts of ourselves that we don't pay attention to and in accessing the parts that we don't pay attention to we are better better able to access those people around us in our lives that we don't pay attention to or oh you know my uncle's really slow or you know whatever no everybody has a valuable contribution to make and i don't think enough is emphasized of the richness of of living in community when we disallow people to be in community with us mm -hmm. i i agree with that it's like we by being exclusive not being inclusive and not really taking a look and seeing and trying to accommodate and invite it's like we're really telling a narrow story it's like a single um a single we're looking at the world through a single story lens and there's not you know if it's like looking at a photo that's black and white or different shades of gray um and you know, I was just thinking about, you know, as an able-bodied person, you know, I always look at it as this goes across anytime you're looking at your own privilege, right? Is like, I'm the one that has the most to give, right? In terms of say, say I have someone who needs to use a wheelchair. I'm the one that has the most flexibility <laughs> in making space. And wouldn't that, and, and, and I'm not saying that we need to put on this cap of, oh, look at the thing that I'm doing for you. But what I'm saying is coming from a place of humility that I can assist someone and invite them to participate in life to the best of their ability. I mean, like looking at that as, isn't that, if I'm approaching with humility that way, it's like, isn't that a gift to me that I can serve someone in that way and i don't and it's not meant to be oh look at me i'm helping i'm helping someone in a wheelchair it's like that's gross that's literally gross what i'm saying is when you can pause and just take a look closer that's almost like you're telling the creator i see what i have and thank you very much and 
my pausing to try to do better and to try to be inclusive and not just inclusive, but also to elevate the voices that, you know, my able body to not only invite you to the circle, but then say, go ahead and speak now. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like that to me, I see that as that's my way of saying to the creator, thank you for what I have. Here's like, you know, here's the reciprocity in this relationship here. And, you know, I want to include, I want to make sure that when we're talking, talking about the broad spectrum of disability, um, including chronic illnesses, those invisible illnesses that people have, um, you know, people who live with chronic pain, people who live with things like, you know, chronic fatigue syndrome or fibromyalgia, those these weird syndromes that so many doctors don't actually think is a thing. So they gaslight their patients and people suffer. I mean, that's kind of that whole broad spectrum too. Imagine if we didn't have a 40 hour work week that required you to be there from eight to four sitting in front of a computer that, you know, imagine what it would look like if we have restructured our work lives, for example, and the way we work to be accommodating and if we did that, how, how would that eliminate having to pay sick time for people because they had to call out sick all the time? What impact would that have economically on things like disability insurance and disability leave if we just simply accommodated people? It's kind of like, what if we pay people a decent living wage? What? What, 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 what are those other social things that we have to dump a shit ton of money into to help people who don't make a living wage and can't actually pay for their shit? What if we just kind of rethought the whole thing and like started there? I mean, cause I just, I kind of feel like, you know, if we're looking at money, like how to make money and how to save money, if we're looking through the lens of cash, this is what this looks like. And, but what if we, what if we just recalibrated and we're like, well, actually, what is the benefit of being inclusive? Not just because it's the latest trend, yeah. but because it's actually the right thing to do. What does that look like for us? So February, disability, awareness. If you're not aware, get yourself informed. Start following people on Instagram who, who are differently abled than you. Mm -hmm. And a whole new world will open up. Yes, please. So this was kind of a shorty, but it was powerful because I got mad. <laughs> I got mad and Alex cried. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that was the thing. That was really something. So, you know, because um, we're here, we're also here. We're not here just here for the sass and the fire, though. We're also here for the nosh. Do you have nosh? Did you have some nosh today? Um, well, my son was supposed to warm up some of my leftover dinner. I made a uh, mushroom risotto last night from scratch, of course. Oh, does it have dairy in it? No, not mine. Mm. I saute the mushrooms, five packages of mushrooms sauteed with um, parsley, garlic, and I had leek, so I... Wow. sauteed it with leek set it aside and then made a nice vegetable broth and added the uh, the lotto rice 
it's a type mm -hmm. of rice and stir 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 add a little bit all the time and at the end i put the mushrooms on top keep it covered for a few minutes and then add some fresh olive oil on the top and maybe a little pecorino on top and mm -hmm. yeah apparently everybody lost their minds last night i wasn't able to watch them eat <laughs> four bowls into it it was practically all gone oh my god that sounds really good so yeah. mushrooms are they're grounding food they're very grounding food yes but i don't actually really know like what are some of the nutritional goodies from mushroom it's got micronutrients in it and it helps balance your your health so um i used shiitake uh, baby portobello's white mushrooms and they're huge for your immune system mm. funny enough they aren't really used in ayurvedic or indian cuisine at all because they're they're kind of a don't touch that but I think that's because of uh, temperature. In more northern climates and temperate climates, mushrooms are a huge fortifier of not only your immune system, but of uh, your brain health. Lion mushrooms. Yeah. I love mushrooms. They can be so good for you. And, you know, obviously the, the fibers too. Yeah. Oh, mushrooms are so good. I used mushroom. I used, what was it? Um, oh my God. I can see it right now. Is it King mushrooms? King mm -hmm. or oyster? No, maybe it was oyster mushrooms. One of the two of them, I chopped them up pretty finely and I use, I sauteed them up in garlic and a little bit of olive oil and I put taco seasoning and it actually had the texture of ground hamburger. And I made mushroom tacos. Oh, not today you. though, but now that it sounds really good. My nosh, um, I'm feeling, I've noticed something that when I'm getting like little, little hints that my friend, Mr. Migraine wants to come and visit, I, I'm starting to notice that I crave chicken or I crave chicken soup. And that's kind of something that I've just noticed over the last month or two. And yesterday I just, I was like, I wanted like chicken wings, but like no sauce. I just wanted chicken wings. And, and then it was like, no, you know, it sounds really good. A chicken burrito. And I'm like, I was like, oh, Kim, so let's find you some chicken, but also let's go ahead and load up on some magnesium and, and maybe double hydrate. Um, but the um, produce delivery that I'm still using from because the farmer's market had been closed for so long. So, um, they added a service. Now they have a chef that prepares these gorgeous soups for their farmers. They call them farmer's market soups and it's kind of expensive. Well, it's like $9 for a container, but you get like four servings out of it. So I guess that's actually pretty good. Um, and so I ordered, I, Wednesday, I must have knew it was coming because Wednesday I was like, I'm going to pull this soup out and I'm going to let it thaw because it takes like three days to thaw. So yesterday, imagine, you know, I was like, oh, I need chicken and I open it up and there was some chicken soup. And so I've been um, chewing on some really amazing chicken, chicken noodle soup today. Yeah. And it's very salty, which is a little too salty for me, but um, 
it's the chef did an amazing job of clarifying this gorgeous chicken broth, you know, fresh organic vegetables. And you can tell, even though it's frozen, they were literally pulled out of the ground right before they went in the pot. I mean, it's like, so it feels, even though it's, it's kind of, I think it's warm outside too, but it feels very much like winter in my house still. So yeah, so I got to enjoy some chicken soup today. Wrap this up. All right, everybody, thank you for joining Sass and Nosh with your two amazing boss ladies, (laughs) Sassy and Noshy. Kim and Alex, I'm Kim. And I'm Alex. We are coming to you from Kumeyaay territory. If you'd like to find us on Instagram, we are Indigenous Sassanash. And on Instagram, I'm Alex YVF. And Kim? I am Heart River Coaching on Instagram. And for just brands, if you want to swing by flammable pajamas, you can do that as well. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you next time on Sassanash. Mm-hmm.